106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service with me today. Larry Unger answering phones, which we've already got calls coming in. And, of course, Charlie Grimes, our engineer. 303-477-5600 is our phone number. You're also welcome to text us that number, 307-200-8222. And, uh, sorry, I just answered a text message that came in off of Fix-It Radio, so I apologize. I was a little late there. I'll do better at keeping tabs on those. But give us a call. Anything you've got, let us know. Question of the day. Real quick before I get to Bill. Favorite car grills. Now, in the past, and you can add in the ones you hate the most as well. But favorite car grills. Now, that's something I feel like manufacturers have somewhat got away from. Uh, and in other words, what I mean by that is used to be back in the day, that was a real, a real um, namestay, if you would, for certain vehicles in the grill that it had. Not so much anymore, although... Although, I'll give you some examples of some areas where car companies have spent a lot of time looking at the grill end of the car, and I'm not sure they did it the right way, but I'll talk about some of that as we go through the show. But that's question of the day. Bill in Lakewood, you're next. Back again. Oh, that's fine. Go for it, sir. Hey, that rodent deterrent, was that the one with the blinking red lights? No, it makes sound. Oh, because I got the blinking red. Don't buy them. They don't work. Yeah, the one I have does sound. Anyway... Hey, you know, uh, you know, I try to stay out of my wife's stuff when she does stuff, and she, she traded in her 2019 Equinox with okay. the uh, 2.0 turbo okay. that she loved for a, a brand new one. Well, they they changed the engine to a 1.5. What did she lose? About 50 horsepower. Well, I'd have to look at the specs, but probably yeah. She says it's like a dog, you know. I you know, and I, know, I know they were coming out with a turbo. They had a turbo one and a regular. Uh, yeah, well, she had a turbo in the old one. Right. Yeah, that was. It was a 2.0, and she loved it. It was as peppy as can be. This one, you know, with that, it's just, you know, the, the big feature was, well, it uses regular gasoline. So So what? Yeah. Yeah, I, they're now a one five four cylinder. You're correct. Right. Well, the other one was a four cylinder too, but it was a two point Right. Large, the larger engine. Yeah. Right, and it's just. Uh, oh, thank God, it's just a, a lease. So after we don't, after three years, we'll just probably get rid of that one. And I and I and I'm sorry, I'm not an Equinox expert. In fact, it's been a little bit since I've driven even one as a press car can you only get the one five now or can you even get the two liter as an option bill it looks like when i went on chevy's website it looks like that's the only option 
I don't even know if they have a diesel for it. No, not anymore. That was done away with. And I think you're probably correct on, I think your 50 is probably pretty close from looking at it. Yeah, that's what I came up with. I'm thinking you're pretty close in that. But that's, you know. Which, by the way, at our altitude, that's substantial, Bill. Right. Who wants an underpowered? I wonder if I put any, like a a new air filter and stuff. No. Little. No. Maybe five. Negligible. Five. Yeah. You, negligible. You, you probably wouldn't notice the difference. Yeah, very neg- very negligible. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. You, you. No, you're very, you're very welcome. Now, uh, I was just looking too, Bill, so if, if you're still listening, there is an article saying that they are going to have a two-liter option. Now, I don't know if that's true. Again, a lot of these... Articles will talk about potential things in the future, whether or not they come into fruition or not. I don't know. The two-liter inline, if they do provide it, and I've got to double-check the media site to determine whether they are now or not, it's 258 horsepower, so it's about a 70-horsepower increase over what you have now because uh, you're at 170 now, 260. It's actually more than 80. It's 80 horsepower difference almost. That's thinking- a big difference. 50%. No, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, yeah, or 30%. It's a lot. So I don't know. Again, I've got to do some research on this, and I'm sorry this is all on the fly. And no, folks, I used to know these things by heart because <laughs> there wasn't that many makes and models. At one time, you could pretty much memorize what are they made. It, there are so many now today that uh, I, and I know there's some guys out there that can probably rattle it off, and I'm sorry, I'm not that guy. Oh, you know, and we, it's funny, we were talking about the Equinox, and, and uh, my wife was going to buy one, and that was what she had picked, or we were test driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it was okay. It, it, but then when she drove the little Blazer, which was just... Yep, just a little bit bigger. A little bigger, and... I, li- I like I the Blazer. And a little wider, a little mm-hmm. longer, and it had and a 3.6 three, three, six three, engine. Six engine, pretty tried and true. And uh, really, mileage isn't a lot different between and, them. And it is, it is significant, and it was... At the time, maybe ten thousand dollar difference, right? Something like eight or ten, but it was worth the ten to me, and it was that much better of a car, um, personally. I think it is. So I it, would agree. And now it's a larger car. Larger car. It's a larger car, but I, I'm I'm I agree with you. By the way, um, but that was our deciding factor. Was the just once the, we drove the Blazer, we went oh, okay for the, <laughs> for the extra power room. Um, and for those of you that are in business, by the way, the Blazer meets the Section 179 depreciation rules because it'll tow, or it has a GVWR of 6,001 pounds, which if any of you know what I'm talking about there, you'll know what I mean by that. And again, I, I will try my best, uh, Bill, even during the, the breaks here to find out exactly if they're going to make that in a, you know, if they're going to make that other engine option available because I, I don't know. Now, I also know that once you're in, that vehicle and it's a lease although what i was going to say is once you're in a lease you're in a lease there's not much you can do about it although right now given the prices of used cars you might be surprised they actually they actually might actually do something with you sooner than later given the fact there's not enough used cars out there I was wondering about that if that, he could get out of that lease a little earlier. And, if you could know, find the right new car to replace else, it with, yeah, they not, don't really care. You yeah. may very well be able to do that. So just something to to think about. Now, on a side note, what do I think? I had somebody ask me yesterday, what do I think of GM? I like their cars. I hate their management. Uh, 
I, their management right now just sucks. I'm sorry. It just does. They're, they're talking about all this EV stuff and, you know, their lineup and where they're going to be by 2030. I, I, my Bolt, my, my Bolt EV, my, my electric plug-in Bolt, which I drove today, has had a battery recall on it now for almost a year. Really? They still don't have parts to fix it. So you guys listening, tell me how GM, knowing they can't even fix my current car, I had a new Bolt on order. It's been two years now that it's been on order. Have not been able to deliver it yet. You tell me how they're going to meet this goal of theirs by 2030 when they can't even do the two things I just said. I'm not bashing them. I'm just giving you guys an honest opinion as to what I think is going on at GM. They don't know what they're doing. I'll be the first to tell you. They don't have a clue what they're doing. And how they manage to get through this and keep stock prices up, I will be, I will be shocked if they do, if they can make it all happen. I don't see it happening. I see them taking some big hits. If they don't get some of these other things fixed... I see them taking some some big hits on stock prices. Again, I could be completely wrong. It's about selling cars and fixing cars. I mean, two you gotta produce right them first. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two things you have to do. I if mean, you're not producing them, how are you going to make any money? Yeah. So they're coming out, by the way, with an Equinox and a Blazer EV. Oh yeah. Those are both in the works right now. Again, they're focusing on a lot of these quote unquote new things that are coming. And yet, I'm driving a car that has been under recall for a year now that I can't get parts for. Hmm. Or they can't get parts for, I should say. So tell me how they're going to build all of these EVs to meet the demand that they want by 2030. There's a great article that Joe sent me, by the way, or Charlie sent me, rather Joe sent it to me as well, but Charlie sent me on the battery production and the rare earth metals that are needed. And Elon Musk is even saying, guys, there's not enough out there of these precious metals to even do what you guys want done. Lithium being one of them, cobalt being another. I can go down the list of the precious metals that just aren't there to even meet the demand of what even states like Colorado want done. Hmm. Not going to happen, guys. It, 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 we don't have the resources to make this happen. So I keep asking the question, why this push in the automotive world to go a direction that we can't meet the demand of? Mm-hmm. But no, there's a push there. And, and, and it's huge. You know, I, I've always been a proponent of hydrogen. Just felt like that was a better way to go. But, you know. It is. It, and it, yet, you know, and you know this, too. You take some of the hybrid models, which, again, use a battery, but not as much of a battery as what a, a straight EV would use. And you look at what some of the hybrids are doing Toyota in particular in the kind of fuel economy they're getting out of some of these hybrids, you know, in the 50s, 40s and 50s, 40s even on some larger cars that you wouldn't think would get that kind of fuel economy. And it's almost like, and we've got plenty of oil still. I I just keep asking the question, why are we going this direction? Well, I mean, eventually we need to go somewhere. And isn't the... Why? Yeah. Well, I'll be devil's advocate. Why? Sure. Well, I, I... of course, I'm listening that we're running out. We're not. Yeah, but that's the, we're you know, not that's even close. We're, we're not yeah. even close to running out. So that's and, they've and, been telling us since we were kids. And, the, we're ar- be and the other of, argument's you know? going to be well because of the you know CO2 and the things that regular gasoline sure. engines are putting into the air. Well, folks, if you've never seen a lithium or a cobalt or a copper mine, which these are all metals that we're pulling out of the ground to build batteries. And by the way, the rest of the car still has to be built with petroleum. 
you, oh. you're not getting by with yeah. seats and foam and all of the electrical components and everything else that we that we go through on a car itself. You still need oil to build a car. You're not building that car oil free, folks. How many how many barrels does it take to one make one tire? Oh, a lot. Yeah. So just to make a tire, just to make it, yeah, just one that tire. That wear out quicker on an EV. That's correct. Twice as fast. <laughs> Twice well, some three times as fast, <laughs> probably on an EV. <laughs> so, so my point is, you know, if you look at what you're having to make in regards to the quote unquote pollution and what it actually takes to build the batteries that's going in the EV, that then is going to be, they'll tell you pollution free, but it's not. Because all a battery does is store energy. You still have to get the energy from somewhere to put in the battery in the first place. That in the United States of America is typically coming out of a gas or coal-powered power plant. Yes, there's wind and solar, but that's a fraction of what we do as a nation. So you've got choices of wind, solar, nuclear, or natural gas, or coal. And the majority of what you're going to put juice into your car is going to be out of natural gas and coal. So the reality is, are you really, quote-unquote, saving the planet buying an EV? No, you're not. Trading sources. And these companies that are pushing for all of this are are sorely, sorely, uh, you know, they're going to be disappointed and they're wrong in their thought process because you're not, you're not, sorry, folks, you're not not saving anything. So we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001 and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today 303-708-8050 or check them out LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression. 
combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. All right, and we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath from Geno's. Kurt Rogers joining us today. He'll be here for a short time today as well. So if you got a question for Kurt, by all means, give us a call. Jerry and Greeley, you are next on my screen. What's going on, sir? A friend of mine has a 07 Saturn Ion with the 2.4 Ecotec. And the work he's had done on the cooling system in the past was, oh, it's got 144K on it. Okay. Um, but he had the GM dealer replace the water pump a few years ago, and then he had some rodents chew on uh, the heater hose, so he replaced the heater hoses a okay. few years ago. But that's all that's been done to the cooling system so far. Now he wants to replace all of the other cooling hoses just as a preventative effort. Um, and... I've heard you talk about Dexcool coolant in the past, but I don't really know anything at all about it. Is there anything special that he needs to be aware of doing this work? No. No, if you're going to change, I would get all of it out of there. If yeah, I'd flush can. it and put yeah. new in. But yeah. But no, but nothing else. I, I, I'm not a fan of the Dexacool in general, but... No, but I mean, if you it, again, if you keep it full, if you keep it full like it's supposed to be, there's no issues with it. It'll work fine. Well, maybe I may be um, in error then. I, I thought I had heard you say that you need to stick with it if that's what you've got. I, I would, yes. If that's what it came with, we, we always say, whatever the car came with, keep keep going with that. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Well, okay, can I ask another question? Sure. Uh, I'm thinking about purchasing one of the supercapacitor type of jump boxes. I was just wondering if you had any any tips on that at all. Steve Super might be better than that. I, I don't, yeah, give me a, um, is there a brand or a particular? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I There's I, just a little cheapy one that we get from Napa that we use at the shop all the time. It lasts about three or four years for us, and we use it all the time. Just a little, 
uh, jump box that we charge back up every day. Whoa, it's just a carry I'm one. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you, you, yeah, and you, the, you. Sorry, my brain's going faster than my mouth here. <laughs> uh, Napa has several different ones of those, Jerry, and all of the. Uh, and, and with any line, NAP included, they've got a bare-bones line and then a better line. As long as it's the better line of, of jump boxes, I think any of theirs is fine. Now, you have to size that. You know, if you're going to be starting your diesel truck, you need a you know you need a larger jump pack, jump box to do that with. But most regular, you know, cars in that, yeah, what NAPA sells in that, you know, quote-unquote super, super capacitor, the smaller handheld jump boxes work fine. Yeah. It's about yeah. a foot by a foot, maybe... Big. Those are the bigger comes, ones. Yeah, and that's that's plenty. For, they work great. That works on 95% yeah, And I've got of one of the do. smaller units where if you just have a smaller vehicle that you're trying to start, you know, they're probably the size of two three-by-five cards put together. They work fine too, Jerry. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I guess I didn't preface this well enough, but um, I, I've got a, a chlor lead acid jump box. They work great. I've been happy with. Yep. And then, it, you know, I... I know that the uh, lithium-ion units are a lot more compact, but now, I, as I understand it, what's uh, being developed is they're a bank of capacitors so that if there's just a teeny little bit of charge left in your, your battery you need to jump, that, that it'll amplify that. I've seen, I've never, I've never used one. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've seen those uh, in video. I've never personally used one, Jerry. I think... The idea sounds great. As long as your current battery has some charge, it will up that. It'll just it'll take that, build it up, and, and feed it back into the battery to where then you've got the ability to jumpstart and, and, and then go, of course. But I've I've not had any personal experience with those supercapacitor ones, Jerry. And, and what would be the advantage of having – is it a smaller size? Just, yeah, they're little. They're oh, dinky, little tiny little, little guy? Little, little oh, dinky things. that'd be cool. And, and, yeah, you can throw them in a glove box. They're that small. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and again, Jerry, I mean, if somebody's used one, I'd love to get some feedback on it. I never have, Jerry, so I have no experience with it. Okay. All right. Well, thank but if you, you use much, one, Joe. let me know. I, I think the concept is there. I'm guessing that's like anything else. There's probably a really cheap and a really good, <laughs> and I'm guessing that the better quality one is going to work much better than the cheap one. Yeah, and they're, they're pretty expensive. They are very expensive. From what I'm looking at right now, yeah, they're much more. They're double the price of a regular small jump box. Right. I mean, they're more money than even what you spent on your full bore lead acid one. Right. Right. But they're handy. So I, I'm, you know, I'm interested. If somebody's ever used one and wants to give us an, an update, I'd love to know. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, gentlemen. We'll throw it out there. Thanks, Jerry. No, I appreciate that. Thanks for thanks much for the uh, the phone call, Wade and Littleton. You're next. Go ahead, Wade. Hey, are you there? We are. All right. Thank you. Um, in reference to that last call. Uh, <laughs> It leads into my question. Uh, I actually have used a, a little tiny jump box, like you were talking about, uh, lithium-ion battery. So it's it's very small, and I've jumped my boat with it, okay. which is a 540 cubic inch engine. Nice. And um, wow. yeah, so so that that it's pretty powerful, I would say. Especially and on a boat, that would be handy. Oh yeah, they'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're very handy. Kind of periods just because they're not that big. Huh? No, no, it's little. I mean, it's the size of like a, a small notebook. I, right. I don't know. It's probably like eight inches by yeah. four inches. Now that one though is still the lithium ion. That's not the capacitor type that Jerry was talking about, right? 
Yes, this is a lithium ion. It's got its own battery that it's running off of. But it's upping at. I do believe it has a capacitor built into it. It has to, because that little lithium battery, as you know, wouldn't have enough cold cranking amps to to start it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm I'm not exactly positive, but um, it works. I will tell you that. Nice. Um, Nice. Well, that, that end of it, as you know, has come a long way from what it used to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely. Nice. But my question is actually about this 540. Um, so I bought this boat, and I don't know much about the engine other than I believe it's a Gen 4. Uh, I believe it was 454 or 502. Yeah. Um, what leader is it? Do you know? I'm sorry? What leader is it? Do you know? Uh, what would that work out to? No, the 502s are 8.1s, <laughs> and the other ones, I believe, are 7.4s. I'm going off memory. Um, I think 7.4 is what the the other ones are. Uh, so it's either 7.4 or 8.1. 8.1 eight, would be a 502. 502. Correct. And then, so I'm guessing it's a 502 that is stroked. Okay. Or something. I, I, I'm asking you, actually, because... Uh, I don't know exactly, but but the, 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 whoever built it went as far to put stickers on the side that said 540 cubic inches um, okay. on the side. And they've, they've, yeah, they've either bored that 502 or bored and stroked. Typically on those, uh, I don't know too many of those that are stroked. Most of those they just bore, put a big bigger piston in it. Okay, gotcha. Hmm. Y- yeah, it, would there, without the disassembling the motor, would there be any way to figure it out? It's very difficult. Um, there are some um, calculations that you know you can do based upon the cylinder capacity and so on, but I've never had much success in trying that. Typically, it's a pull the head off, look at the bore, and know oh, exactly I, what the bore yeah, stroke I, is I, and I, measure I, it. I don't want to disassemble <laughs> it. And, and again, really, at the end of the day, I mean... Does it matter? I mean, what are you trying to accomplish? Because at the end of the day, it really oh, doesn't matter anyways. I want to resell the boat, and I, I would like to know what that motor is. I see. Is. And, you know, and in that case, I would just say, listen, it came with a 502. I don't know what the history of the last guy owning it is. There's stickers on it that say 540. But bottom line, it's a, you know, it is the larger of the two big block Gen 4s that were there. And, I mean, do you have any other specs on the engine as far as camshaft or any anything along those lines, Wade? No, I, I, I do have uh, the uh, dyno curves. Um, oh, well, that, you, could give, you could give somebody that. I mean, that helps out, you know, immensely as well for somebody trying to buy the boat. Mm-hmm. And there are some, you know, there are some crate engine 540 big blocks made. I mean, that's a... That's kind oh, of a really? standard size when you when you get to that performance end of things. So it's it's you know it wouldn't be out of the question to guy just went out and bought a five forty put in it. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Off the off the. If you Google five forty big block Chevy, you'll you'll get what I'm talking about. Yeah, there are crate motors made in that configuration. So like GM is making them or no somebody okay. aftermarket, uh, but aftermarket, you know, somebody okay. aftermarket makes a five forty just okay. you know drop in engine. So so. The five that uh, what you're talking about that must be 
based off of uh, a 502? I would think so, yes. Okay. And it could, and, and again, I, I, for everybody listening, please, I'm not an expert on the 540 big blocks. I know a lot about the regular big blocks, but as far as one in this case, it's bored and possibly stroked, probably is, Wade, probably a bore and a stroke both, but I, I'm not super familiar with that end of things. I've never done anything like that on a big block. I mean, I, a lot of experience with just a regular 454, but I've never done much with, you know, the, the 500 cubic inch and above big blocks, yeah, personally that's, speaking. That, that's a big... That's a big motor. Yeah, a lot of cubic and inches. And isn't it, uh, well, for a boat, it's going to be differently designed, too. Typically speaking, they'll do a little different, you know, cam configurations and so on. Because, again, it typically doesn't have to idle around like a regular car does. It doesn't have to pass the same emissions. It's a whole different world in, in the marine end of it, as you know, Wade. So, yeah, there's different yeah. things they typically yeah. do. Uh, they also don't like to get, you know, because they've got really good cooling capacity, you can do different things even as far as the bore and stroke goes on a marine engine versus what you can do on a gas engine. Yeah, no, I, I, I wish I knew what the uh, cam cam specs are. Yeah, and on that one, without I disassembling <laughs> it, you're never going to know. And there, yeah. there is no, yeah. uh, no identification tag somewhere on there? Well, hey, that's a good question. Six hundred fifty horsepower at the prop. Yeah. <laughs> so. And if you've got those specs, I don't know that you need anything else. Yeah. Call it good. That's that's a healthy engine, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot of. Yeah, that's got to be a fair size <laughs> boat, Wade. Get up. I'm sorry. That's a fair size boat if it's in that. <laughs> I mean, is that in like a 24, 28 foot boat? I mean, how big a boat is it? It's a twenty five foot. Okay. It's a. Yeah. It actually won the world champion. It's a 1994, but in 1995, it won the uh, world championship for uh, boats under 26 feet. Nice. So yeah, it's it's uh, incredibly fast. Now, now I, have, do- I just have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. So you know the two best days of a boat owner's life, right? <laughs> Oh, don't tell me this. <laughs> it's the day you bought it and the day you sold it. <laughs> no, the best day is at Lake Powell. <laughs> okay, yeah. there we go. All right, I'm I'll glad. give you that. Good one, Wade. No, I think you're in good right. shape. Give, give him the dyno report. You'll be fine. I don't, th- I don't see any issues with that. All right, all right. Well, actually, uh, if you have time, yeah. one one question sure. on that. I got a valve co- valve cover gasket leak. And uh, unfortunately, it's it looks it looks like I'm gonna have to pull the 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 headers off um, in order to get to it. Because they come up on the boat and then go out the back, right? Oh, really? Exactly. Yeah, you probably down. are gonna have to pull oh, a no. header to do that. Yes, you probably it, will. It shows how much a, I worked on boats. Gonna a, it's gonna be a big job. <laughs> yeah, that's so, bigger than you think. There's, yep. And there's no way to fix that. It's just putting an, and and if you do that, put a good rubber gasket back in instead of a cork one if it's got a cork now. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it has right now. I have the new gaskets, but I'm there you go. looking forward to it. Yeah, that's not an easy one. Sorry. <laughs> yep. All right. All right, man. Appreciate well, thank it, Wade. You so much. No, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Dave, Bill, you guys hang tight. Don't forget, Kurt Rogers is with us, Affordable Interest Mortgage. If any of you have a question, we're going to talk a little bit about the all-in-one loan here in a moment as well. So if you got any questions for Kurt, be sure to ask us. Otherwise, we'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. As a small business owner yourself, you can't afford to have one of your company vehicles out of commission for long. Every hour of downtime costs you more money because you can't serve your own customers. Extreme Auto Repair offers the transparency of a family-owned shop with the turnaround times of the big guys. You'd prefer to work exclusively with a family-owned auto repair shop because they offer more relational service, emphasizing long-term maintenance over making a quick buck. But many local shops don't have the capacity to service all your vehicles, including your fleet. The average family-owned shop has maybe six to eight bays. They offer limited services because they don't have the space. With 20 fully operational bays, Extreme Auto Repair has the flexibility to maintain your fleet quickly including DOT inspections. The service you want, the services you need. Extreme Auto Repair in Parker. Find them now at klzradio.com slash extreme. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. 
GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Kurt Rogers with us today as well, here for this first hour. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Steve Horvath from Geno's Auto Service with us as well. Real quick, Kurt, before we go to Bill in Lakewood. Rates, and that's always the thing everybody's always asking. What are rates doing? Rates jumped quite a bit lately uh, for about the last 45, 60 days, but they're slowing down now. And I know the feds are going to raise the, the feds fund rate. That's, that's already taking effect on mortgages. Uh, the only thing the Fed's fund rates affects really in mortgages are your HELOCs. So th- th- that's the only thing that's going to change when they raise them in May. But okay. our rates, you know, they're up there. They're in the fives. Uh, they, they came from three to five pretty quick. Now they're starting to slow down a little bit. But they got to get a handle on inflation. That's the only thing that's going to slow them down from, from going any higher. Sure, sure. So that, yeah, and that's what they're doing. And we talk about that during the week on yep. a Yep. Pretty routine basis, too. So, yeah, unfortunately, it, it just is what it is. Uh, Bill and Lakewood, what's going on, sir? Third time's a strikeout, right? Oh, you're fine. Go ahead. Hey, so with those uh, lithium jump boxes, I tried one once, the infocommercial one. It it didn't touch it, didn't do a thing. They And I tried to return They told me to just keep it, and they refunded it. Really? <laughs> hey, the guy could have mine if he wants it. But what I did buy is on Amazon, I think it was. It's called a Syntec jump box. It's about a hundred bucks, and it works great. I, I'm jumping a 454, and uh, it, it's got a readout. It tells you when it's full, and it works great. Mm, nice. But yeah, and I, again, as I said earlier, that really is kind of one of those deals where you get what you pay for. The lithium one, it, it didn't do a thing. Didn't even didn't even turn the lights on. Mm, that's too bad. Okay. All right, Bill. No, appreciate it very much. Thanks for that uh, update. And Dave is next. Dave, welcome. What's going on, Dave? Hey, John. I had the same experience. I've had a neighbor who uh, helped out uh, one of the older ladies in the neighborhood get her car jumped. And uh, I've got cables in my trunk that since you've found out with the new cars, they'll melt your computers and everything. I don't use them anymore. Long story short, he went to his trunk and got one of those out of it. About the size of a real fat uh, iPhone, and just had little cables connected to it. Put it right on the battery, turned it over in a heartbeat. Hmm. Yeah, very good. I, I think it really does come back down to the quality. Yeah, he said. Uh, I asked him where he got. It. He said he got him on Amazon. He pulled up a, a uh, website with them on it. And there was a number of different ones on there. So it just takes the whole. Um, what the heck is that box they used to call it? It's a beast or whatever. You put it in your uh, trunk just in case you need to jump something. It was like a huge battery, but uh, I forget what they used to call it. One of my uh, relatives had one, but no, those things work like a charm. Awesome. Okay. Right. Dave, thanks. No, appreciate that Take update. Care. Lines open 303-477-5600. Again, 303-477-5600. Mike and Aurora, what's going on? Yeah, John, I had a question for you. What if you I saw a mystery truck running around this week. Uh, you remember the uh, Subaru in the early to mid-90s? They had a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Was it the Brat? Oh, the Brat. Brat, yeah. 
yeah, the little tiny one. I yeah. think they introduced it as a, under the Impreza line. Yeah. It was a two-door, and it wasn't right. shown, so they made a four-door. Well, I saw this Dodge, well, it just said Ram on the back end of it, same size running around. And it was a two-door. And I'm just thinking, boy, somebody doesn't remember their history very well. Did it have Mexican? <laughs> did it have Mexico license plates by chance? And I'm not trying to be funny. Did it have Mexican no. license plates? No, I think it. I can't remember. I think it probably had temporary tags. Um, okay, because they because I just because I spend some time in Mexico from time to time on vacation. They have a truck just like that in Mexico that's made for other parts of the world. But I was not aware they were even able to import those into the. U.S. Hmm. Okay. Because I don't think they will pass our safety standards. Is why I'm, why I'm saying that. Yeah, you remember the brats had that little seats in the back that you yeah. had facing backwards. Little there. Yes. seats. Yeah, they were kind of scary. Now Hyundai also. <laughs> my son Richard just texted me, and Mike Hyundai makes that small little Santa Cruz, which looks similar, but of course that would not have a ram on the tailgate. I think it's a, maybe just a touch bigger because that's Subaru like I said the same size it's bigger than this well the the, the Ram that I've seen in Mexico is bigger than what the Subaru is yes that's it well Kurt just found a picture of it and yes they're made on a worldwide market and they're very very similar to what you see on a Brat but I Mike I'll do some double checking I don't think that vehicle is eligible for import so I it might have a temp tag but I don't know if it's what I'm thinking it is, I don't know how. Yeah, well, I just, all I could think of was the Subaru and how it flopped. Yeah, see. So. I tell you, they, these things are all over Mexico. Yeah. So they, they've built a oh, yeah. they've built a boatload of these things in Mexico. Not joking. Yeah. Okay. Well, and in Mexico, yeah, hang right. on, I will tell you, I think it's called, hold on, I'm looking. It's a, in Mexico, they call it a Ram 700. Hmm. Oh, okay. Is what it's called in Mexico. Yeah. And it looks just like, well, not just like, but it's similar to that size of a Subaru. of a Subaru Brat. But again, I don't think that's an importable car. But they would say Ram on the back of it. You are correct on that because I've, I've I've seen them. Yep. With, and they're yeah, kind of cool, yeah, actually. So why would they well, not be allowed yeah, to be made here? I don't think the safety features are what they should be for here. Now, again, I don't know. People, please don't yeah, yeah, true, true. don't quote me. I I don't know. I mean, I've seen them in Mexico. You just told me, Mike, you saw one on our roads, which leads me to believe that somebody's evidently going to go through the process of trying to import one. But I that that's a whole. I'd need an expert to come on to talk about that. That you know, this would be a gray market car where they bring them in from another sure. country, and only certain vehicles are eligible for that. I would have to do some research to see if a Ram Seven Hundred is. Yeah, because it was it was way smaller than the um, Nissan Frontier and the. Oh Toyota yes! Oh Kong. yeah, yeah. No, it's and very small. Ford Ranger back then, even you know they they've gotten much bigger. But I just thought uh, immediately the Subaru came to mind. I thought, boy, that that thing flopped. <laughs> and maybe according to Dodge or Ram's uh, research, that they felt it wouldn't sell here. It wouldn't be worth federalizing it enough, you know, putting all this. It's expensive to to, 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 to do do all that here where you don't have that in other countries. It's interesting. There's a article on uh, hotcars.com talking about the vehicles that cannot be imported into the USA. And actually, that Ram 700 is the same as a Fiat Strata. Uh So it's either a Ram 700 or a Fiat Strata. And I don't know why... Again, I'd have to read this, and I'm on the fly here, so you know, bear with me. I I don't know for sure, but 
uh, I'm guessing there's some reasons as to why that can't be imported. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm surprised yeah, it was here, Mike. Question. Very much. Yeah, hey, you, I, and by the way, if I had a picture, send it. Uh, yeah, I was driving. Next time, uh, click it. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it just looks so much like that little yep that little Subi. Sure does. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. Thanks. No, Mike. Appreciate it very much. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. 
Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service. Kurt Rogers also from... Affordable interest mortgage. By the way, if you want to call Kurt direct, his number seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. And that Ram seven hundred, which I'm pretty sure is what Mike saw, is made for the Mexican slash Caribbean market. It is made in Brazil. I do not believe it's importable, so I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. So I, I again, I will do some more research on that and find out. Retail price new. On the top of the line, Ram 700 in Mexico is $14,000. That's for the full Laramie, full packaged, done up Ram 700 in Mexico. That's a steal in comparison to what we have, which I can almost tell you will not have all the safety devices needed to pass our regulations in the U.S. would be. But, Kurt, you were Johnny on the spot there, so... Well, thanks for finding I said I had to look at that. <laughs> you, are, you are right on the spot, so thanks. I appreciate that. All right, Susan in Westminster, you're next. Go ahead, Susan. Hey, John. How are you? I, good. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, I meant to ask you the other day, but I forgot. I'm looking for um, a great place to get my automobile detailed. Where would you recommend? We've had, we actually have had him on the show in the past trying to get him as a sponsor, actually, and that's Mike at the Man Cave. And he's, in, and he's in Westminster. Okay, Mike's at the Man Cave. Man Cave, yep. Okay, great. Thank you. You're very Appreciate welcome, it. Susan. Thank okay. you very much. No, he's a good guy. We've had him on air before and does a does a great job. So, all right, one last question for Kurt. Explain, the for a lot of those folks that are listening, we've got everybody that's from retired to self-employed, and I'm an all-in-one loan guy. Steve is an all-in-one loan guy. A lot of my friends that yep. I've recommended go to you and do the all-in-one explain the all-in-one real quick what the all-in-one does is it allows you to take your mortgage and attach a checking account a savings account and a 30-year HELOC to it so it has four features it's a simple interest loan which is what the majority of the world does the United States is the only country that does the 30-year fix besides France and a simple interest loan means that as your payoff goes down your payment goes down which you're allowed to then apply more of that consistent payments you're making to the principal and it just feeds itself it keeps feed more money in keeps lowering it and while it does that it's lowering your payment if you happen to be able uh tough times come along and you can't make a payment for a month or two it doesn't affect your credit it doesn't come in as a late because they automatically take your payment out of the equity that you've built so if you've got let's say 100k in equity and your payments two thousand a month and you can't make your payment for three months, which is essentially $6,000, whatever that balance is, let's say it's a $200,000 balance, your balance just then becomes 206000 That's correct. And so if there's something that's going to happen and you're worried about being laid off, this is the kind of loan that protects you. It not only protects your home from being able to lose it, because right. once you start a foreclosure, it's going to stay with you for a long time. It also protects your credit score. So as everything gets back to normal, you're fine. And right. a, a lot, I've had a Best lot of customers that use that. It's a great loan. Best way to go. Call Kurt Direct, 720-895-0500. Craig, you're next, sir. Go ahead. Hey, John. 
kind of piggybacking on a conversation we had earlier about uh, why do we all feel like we're going to be forced into electric cars. I was at the car wash this morning, pulled up. I had a, a Dodge Challenger scat pack with the wide body kit, complimented him on the car, and he said the Dodge dealer told him that uh, the Challenger was going to be discontinued in, I don't know, two or three years down the road, I guess, is what they're saying. And Yeah, th- this is the last is, year, I believe, for it, actually. Oh, oh, is it? Okay. And my response to him was, well, you know, that's a shame because you look at the success Dodge has had with the Challenger and the Charger and, and you know, the SRTs and the, the you know, the Cuda and, and everything like that. And then, you know, I, he, he commented, the owner commented to me that, well, you know, that's, I said, you know, they're going to, we're all going to have to be driving electric cars. And he goes, well, that's the future. And I'm like, like you said earlier, John, why does that have to be the future when, when oil, it doesn't. petroleum is plentiful? It doesn't. It's a, it's a political agenda that's being pushed that even, you know, car makers have bought into because, unfortunately, it's that old golden rule, Craig. The guy with the gold rules. And when you get in the bed into bed with the federal government, they rule, unfortunately. GM has done it. A lot of car manufacturers have done it. Toyota, by the way, has not. Uh, they've pretty much stood their ground and said, we're not heading that direction. We're going to build some hybrid vehicles. We feel that's the direction that you know the industry should head. They've not jumped in bed with the federal government. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, I think even Ford, you know, to a large extent, is in bed with the feds. Not so much as GM. GM's full bore in bed with the, with the feds, period. Yeah, it's, un- it's unfortunate. I mean, it's just, you know, those of us that have always enjoyed the sound of an engine... <laughs> and I said, you know, I've driven an electric car, and, and you know, John, it, to me, is a glorified uh, go-kart. It is. Or, uh, I mean, I own cart. one, and it is. And it's fun. It's fast. But is it the future for everyone? N- no, it's not. And I want to add one more thing to GM really quick, because I know there's folks out there listening that either work at or own GM dealerships, and even even some of the guys out there in the journalistic world. I'm going to say something that a lot of folks may not appreciate, but I'm going to say it anyways. If you guys as dealers think for one second that General Motors cares about you as a dealer, uh, I've got some swampland in Florida I'd love to talk to you about buying because I'll tell you right now, Craig, General Motors cares nothing, zero zilch nada about their dealers. They may give their dealers a lot of lip service, but I will tell you at the end of the day, and I know this from personal experience, they don't care anything about their dealers or their dealer network. They care about one thing and one thing only, making profit and keeping shareholders happy, which, by the way, I think they're headed down the wrong street in doing that. Well, you know, ultimately, you know, if a lot of the car makers do decide to go full electric, and there's, like you said, there's lithium shortages, and and as uh, Elon Musk has predicted, and, uh, you know, try to where you walk into their dealership and that's all they offer electric cars and the people that can't afford them that toyota you know more power to them they say we're going to stay with the hybrid uh they're going to be more affordable i mean ultimately you know what makes or breaks the success of a corporation is if they sell cars and if they don't sell enough cars gm and all these other car makers that are trying to go full electric may find it it's going to come back to bite them in the butt I know we're out of, almost out of time here. Top of the hour, Tito, hang tight. I'll take you at the top of the hour. But, Craig, I want to add one thing to what you just said. Not only is it do they have to sell them, but they have to be profitable while they're why they are selling them or while they are selling them. And I'll tell you right now, my Chevy Bolt I'm driving, that currently is not a profitable vehicle for General Motors. It's a investigative product where they're learning about that 
that system and that technology and so on. That car I'm driving, they lose money on, so they're not making money on that particular car I own. So, Craig, thanks. I appreciate that very much. We'll be back, guys. Top of the hour. Kurt, you going to hang around for a little bit? I'll stick around. Okay. Hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. Top of the hour. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.